Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hello and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is episode 330. As we take a deep dive into persuasion, motivation, influence, even self-persuasion, and talk today about how to inspire and energize anyone, including yourself. Doing a lot of webinars this week. It's always nice to do a training wearing sweats. Hey, if you want a webinar for your team, I'll do it for free. Just contact me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. In fact, everything you need is at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. You get information on Influence University. Get the free book, Maximum Influence. That's the latest edition. Just pick up a little shipping and handling. And of course, take your Persuasion IQ assessment. See where you rank. Let's dive into the geeky, scholarly, scientific article. And I went back to the classics. This was done in 1972 at Stanford University, known as the Marshmallow Experiment with Walter Michel. This has become a standard study when you talk about self-discipline. So the participants in the study were children. Half were male, half were female. They were led into a room. In this room, there was no distractions. And they kind of treated their choice. Sometimes they used animal cookies, pretzel sticks. Sometimes it was a marshmallow. And the researchers let the children know that they could eat the treat. But if they waited 15 minutes without giving in to the temptation, they would be rewarded with a second treat. And so the researchers would leave the room, and some of the children covered their eyes with their hands, some rested their heads on their arms. They did whatever they could not to look at the rewards, the marshmallow. Some tried to generate their own diversions, like talking to themselves, some sang, some invented games with their hands and their feet, some even tried to fall asleep while they're waiting. Now, the mean age for these children was four years and six months. Some of the children succeeded and got their extra rewards. Some did not make it the 15 minutes. And of course, they followed these children throughout their life. And they found that the children who were able to wait longer for the rewards tended to have better life outcomes by better SAT scores, better educational attainment, better BMI, body mass index, and other life measures. And they said that this self-discipline early on in life Follow them throughout their life, which made them more successful, more disciplined. Kind of interesting. If you ever hear the marshmallow study, that's what they were talking about. Done at Stanford University. Which brings us to the persuasion blunder. Don't, don't, don't. Now we talk a lot about on the show how subconscious triggers. How when Heinz came out with green ketchup, it just didn't feel right. and People didn't buy it, even though it did well in blind taste tests. That's a subconscious trigger. So this happened. I was at a restaurant in California, getting ready to speak. It was a breakfast meeting, and there was food, a couple different stations, and one of the stations was the drink. They had milk, and they had orange juice, and the popular item was the orange juice, and it needed to be filled. So here comes one of the workers to fill it up, and I noticed he had a big old container of sour cream. This container had orange juice in it, so he pulled the top off, got this big container of sour cream, and pour it in the orange juice. Now, it was clean. They've obviously scrubbed it out, 
But right on the side, a big old picture of sour cream, just the concept that there was sour cream in there once, and they're pouring orange juice into this container. I wasn't the only one that noticed. People got a little squirmish. And I did notice the people that saw them do this did not get any more orange juice. Even though logically, no, it's been cleaned out. It's okay, not a big deal. There's just something about an old sour cream container being used to refill the orange juice. Just saying, think about it. You probably had the same trigger. Time for listener email. Oh boy. Remember when you use your email on the show? You get gold level access to influenceuniversity.com. Check it out. There's even a free membership there to get you started on learning additional tools of persuasion, motivation, and influence. This comes from Seattle, Washington. Sean says, it's crazy what's happening in the world right now. I've been staying at home going through Influence University. Thanks for your research. He says, Kurt, I was going through the motivation module and want to know if you can spend some time on how to inspire people and motivate them, especially now when many seem uninspired and unmotivated. Great question. So how do we create this inspiration? Now, just like with persuasion and motivation, we're all inspired by different things or different tools that you can use. There's not one size fits all. And as I did research for laws of charisma, inspiration was one of the categories to be able to inspire and empower people. So let me go through a few tools to help you out. You can use this for your self-inspiration or your ability to inspire others. It is a big key to charismatic leadership. The first one, if you want to inspire others, it's optimism. We know that optimists live longer, they're healthier, but you've got to make that contagious optimism. Give that hope. They need to feel that they can do it. Build them up. Paint the picture that others have had it worse. And that's an important key in persuasion and influence, creating that before and after picture. Before picture is someone that would just had that same problem, it wasn't working out, and the after picture, they solved it. In persuasion, it's critical you show your audience the before picture so they know you've been there and they want to become your after picture. You believe in them. That's what optimism does. The next piece is the law of expectations, one of the 12 laws of persuasion for maximum influence. People rise or fall to your expectations. If you expect them to be inspired, if you expect them to achieve a goal, if you expect them to accomplish their dreams, doesn't guarantee it, but increases the chances. And key part of expectation is having a realistic, exciting, believable goal that they've bought into. We know that goals work. Goals at a production plant. Two new shifts. First shift, they're like, hey, just try your best. The second shift, they have goals. And of course, the second shift with goals accomplish three times more. So expectations come through our body language, the words we use, our tone of voice. When you use presuppositions, you presuppose you're talking away like they're already doing it. If they can't see it mentally, it's not going to happen physically. You've got to paint that picture. They can see it happening. For example, school teachers, fifth graders, hand out candy. They unwrap the candy. A lot of them throw the wrapper on the floor. They count the wrappers on the floor. Then over the next two weeks, the school teacher says, I think this is the cleanest class I've ever had. And she kept praising him for being a clean class. The custodian wrote on the board, thanks for being a clean class. Vice principal comes in, hey, I heard you guys were the clean class. Hand out the candy again. (laughs) <laughs> and count the wrappers on the floor, it wasn't 100%, but it made a huge difference by presupposing that expectation. What you expect with confidence tends to happen. What else can you do? A cause. Having a cause. People are inspired to right a wrong or to fix a problem, to make a difference, be part of the solution. Being part of that winning team. When there's that rally cry, people are drawn to that. They're inspired to make a difference and to be part of that solution. 
Next one, let's add empathy. When people sense that you care, you respect them, you understand their strengths and their weaknesses, and they still have feel that respect, and they know that you want what's best for them, that creates more inspiration. And knowing that it's not their fault opens the door to empathy. That's what I mean. For example, persuasion influence. I let people know it's not your fault. You should have learned this in school. You should have learned this in college. You spent all this money and they didn't teach you a basic life skill. 85% of your success are the soft skills, the persuasion, the influence, the emotional intelligence, the people skills, the mindset. The other 15% is your core competence. And people say, yeah, it's not my fault. I should have learned this in school would be in that same category. Then passion. When people sense that passion, that energy, that enthusiasm, it's very contagious. Passion brings positive energy. It brings conviction. It brings movement. It brings inspiration. Become more passionate about what you're asking people to do. Become a product of the product. Because when you're talking to somebody, they can sense it. That's what I mean. So when you're talking to someone, are you singing the song or are you just singing the words? People can sense that when you just go through the motions. When you really don't believe in yourself or your message, or your product, or your service, you're just going through the motions, having that true passion. And you could increase your passion by education, learning more about your product or service, reading success stories, or it might already be there. That enthusiasm is contagious, having that conviction. Another one that could work is vision. Vision, more than anything else, will dictate day-to-day decisions. And when they buy into that vision, when they know that you can take them there, that increases their inspiration. But they have to see it mentally before it happens physically. Best example I could give you is inner city kids. They go to college, go to college, and they don't. What's college? They can't see it. They don't even know what that means. No one's really explained it to them. They just assume they can visualize it. So they took the kids to a college, mirrored students for a day. And that's what made all the difference in the world. Because now when they say college, they can see it. They know what that means. They have a definition for it. They can see themselves doing it. Now, the opposite of vision, which can cause desperation, is worry. Worry is negative goal setting. Worry is a form of fear. Most of the things we worry about, we can't change or haven't even happened. Here's the bottom line with this one. This is very important, especially with self-inspiration and self-persuasion, self-motivation, is that if you're stuck on worry, it's because your vision's not strong enough. Did you catch that? When people are stuck on worry, or you in your personal life, you're stuck on worry, you're in fear. It's because your vision's not strong enough. You can't see yourself doing it. You've got to increase your vision. How? Some people like to use a vision board. Some people like to write out their goals. Some people like to write a vision statement where it's written out word for word, detailed, very descriptive. Some people like affirmations and they talk in the present tense like it's already happened. Some people visualize it before they go to sleep so it becomes real. Just like an Olympic athlete. How many times do they visualize that gold medal? thousands of times to the point where it's become reality to them. They've seen themselves do it. Then courage. When you help people increase their courage, increase the faith in themselves, you challenge them to get out of their comfort zone, to get past what's easy and comfortable. When they feel that confidence you have in them, that gives them courage. It boosts their esteem. Another way to do this is to think or remind them of past victories, things they have accomplished to have that courage to take their life and their income to the next level. When they sense that you have faith in them, you believe in them, you have confidence in them, and that you're challenging them, increases that courage, which inspires people. So the big piece here, common theme, people need to see themselves doing it. Know that people believe in them. Take the steps to make it happen. The more steps they take, 
the more they sense and feel that they can do it. And that can be done with stories, that can be done with examples, that can be done with people around them that were in the same spot, but they pulled it off and made it happen. In fact, let me illustrate it with the story. My first book was out, Max of Influence, but I was still at a corporate job, and it was time to make that jump from the corporate world to trainer author guy, I guess we'll call it. And of course, if you've ever taken that jump, it always takes a lot longer than you expect. In fact, my formula is most of the time, it takes 10 times longer and costs you 10 times more. But anyway, you can use the formula that you want, but it takes longer. And I was a little frustrated that it was taking longer than I wanted. Money was tight. And if you know anything about me, and I've mentioned this before on the show, is that I'm not a car person. It really doesn't do much for me. I'm a boat person. We call it lake therapy in my family, where we just go out on the lake to wakeboard, wake surf, wake skate. You name it, we love it. And at the time, I didn't have a boat, and I was very frustrated. It made me kind of upset, so I chose the boat that I wanted. I cut it out of the magazine. I knew the color and the size, the type, the bank, everything. And on one Saturday, I decided to go to the hardware store, bought some lumber, bought some cement, and I started to remove some bushes on the side of my house. And my wife comes out. She's all, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm building a boat shed. She's all, you don't have a boat. And I said, I know, I will. She says, you don't have a car that will pull a boat. And I said, I know, I will. <laughs> I kept working on it and measuring it and, and a little bit at a time, but I could see it. I could visualize it in there. Then one day I was working on it. My neighbor came over and said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm building a boat shed. And he said the same thing. He said, you don't have a boat. And I said, I know, I will. And then he said, you want to know the two happiest days in a boat owner's life? The day they buy it and the day they sell it. <laughs> like, really? You're spitting on my dreams? But it didn't matter. I could see it in there. I knew the exact type and everything I needed to know. Fast forward six months, a boat. And I even had a car to pull the boat. And I don't tell you this story to boast. I just tell you that it's real. When you create that vision and you take those steps, it gives you the courage. It inspires you to do the things you know you need to do. And I'm telling you what, people don't want to be around people that are full of worry, full of despair. They want to be inspired. They want to be around optimistic people. That is a key factor in persuasion. That's a key factor in leadership. It's a key factor in influence. Another way to inspire people, go to history. For example, George Washington was an inspirational leader. We know he was the first president of the United States. He was known for his unyielding character and his powerful charisma. As we learned from the history books, Valley Forge was a time of little hope, and many were filled with despair. They were camped out for six months during the frigid winter, and 25% of George Washington troops died because of the disease and exposure to the elements. Anyone else would probably have lost the dedication and the support of the troops. But George Washington was always able to inspire hope in his men and inspire the nation he was crucial in building. During a time of great despair and little hope, he was able to inspire others into action. Think about this. If you're uninspired, you will not be inspiring. Influential people have the ability to instantly lift moods, adjust their emotions, and change the energy in the room. For some, being inspirational is a full-time job. It's not something you have every once in a while. The people around you expect you to be the one to lift their spirits and inspire them to new heights. When they are down, you're expected to be the one to re-energize and boost their morale. Most people already have plenty of people around them that de-inspire them or depower them. It is refreshing for them to feel hope, energy, and inspiration. So when you get this ability to inspire others, people rise to your expectations. They feel part of the team and want to grow and improve themselves. Now, I know you've seen great charismatic leaders that inspire others to new heights. They make it look really simple. I know this takes some energy. This takes some time. This takes some practice. 
But when you get there, everyone around you gets inspired. They thrive on the high expectations. This inspiration promotes hope and teamwork. They plant that seed of hope, which grows into inspiration. I love what Samuel Smiles said. He said, Hope is like the sun, which, as we journey towards it, casts the shadow of our burden behind us. Hope tempers our troubles to our growth and our strength. It befriends us in dark hours, excites us in the bright ones. It lends promise to the future and purpose to the past. It turns discouragement to determination. So how do you know if you're inspiring others? Do they like to be around you? Do they feel better about themselves after interacting with you? Do they know that you're really grateful for their work? Do they know that you care for them, you go to bat for them? That you believe in them? Do you listen and care about their suggestions and feedback? Can they take your criticism and want to change? That's inspiration. But if they get defensive, not inspiration. That would be desperation. And do they actively participate in meetings and conversations? So as a leader, as an influencer, as a parent, fill in the blank there, you must inspire others to achieve new levels of success. That includes inspiring yourself. Most people are stuck in despair and are full of hopelessness. And you know they're in that desperation mindset because they're moving away from something. They're afraid of something. They're full of fear. Your job is to give them hope in the future and focus on inspiration. Inspiration is when they're moving towards something meaningful. Remember that vision, that goal, that cause? So what can you do today to help someone move from desperation to inspiration? I'm sure they've tried them past. They want it. And you get to help get them there. What can you do to inspire hope and help them feel that they are capable of doing what you're asking them to do? Whether it's your own personal life or inspiring others, it's a key factor in success. It's a key factor in charisma. It's a key factor in influence. So hold on. I have a gift for you that will inspire you. It'll help you inspire others and make the world a better place during this weird time, this hard time, this quarantine time, this social distancing time, whatever you want to call it. I want to give you a gift. It's called Millionaire Psychology. It's a full training course, six audios and an application guide. Because you ever met someone that didn't seem that sharp, but was making 10 times more money than you? They were always inspired? It is proven that millionaires think differently than everybody else. What beliefs are holding you back? If you always want to be wealthy and wondering what's taking so long, you need this course. This is self-persuasion. To become a millionaire, start thinking, acting, and doing what other millionaires do. That's the formula, that's the system, that is the basis of this training. To get yourself to start thinking like a millionaire and acting like it and doing what they do. It's an open book test. The answers are here and I want to give it to you. I want to inspire you. I want to change your belief system. And I want you to take that and go out and make the world a better place. Inspire other people. Just go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com under Podcast 330. Click on the link and change your life and your income forever. So take that one to the bank. That's our podcast for today. You can also go to the archives. That's available on Influence University. That's one of the free parts of InfluenceUniversity.com where you can take a deeper dive on optimism and how it can help and hurt persuasion. Of course, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iHeart using Maximize Your Influence. We're also on Pinterest and Instagram under Max Influence. Hit like, hit subscribe. Tell your family, friends, and enemies. Appreciate being here. And of course, let me know what you want to hear next on the show at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. So become more inspired. Inspire those around you, which will not only make you more charismatic, but you'll be able to persuade with power. (laughs) 